I've been a simple farmer all my life, getting up at the crack of dawn and plowing the fields till sundown. But humans ain't the only ones to grow a crop or two. The leaf-cutting ant is a prime example of what a hard-working organism can do when they ain't one of them lazy city folk, what with their fancy automobiles and flying machines. So button your overalls, grab a hoe, and till the fields along some of nature's first agriculturalists in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Season 2 of Life, Death, and Taxonomy, your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. You just pointed at the dog. I did. You know why? Because, because I'm Joe. <laughs> and I'm Carlos. Yep. And it's time to do another animal for season two with no distinctive features yet. You want to go straight into the taxonomical breakdown? What did we decide? We decided it was a good idea to say, I mean, obviously the name of this episode is the leaf cutter ant. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Do you know what the, the origin of that saying comes from? No where I learned this on the GRE, um, you would buy pigs in a bag. And pigs were expensive. And one thing that was not expensive was cats. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you just put a cat in a bag and say, like, hey, you want to buy this pig? And you'd you'd buy the bag without looking inside. And then when you open the bag, the cat would be let out of the bag. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. Why? (laughs) That's relevant because this is animals. Why transport things that can walk? In a bag. Because then they would get away. You just put little leashes on all of them. Then you'll love it. (laughs) (laughs) And then how are you supposed to kill something you love? Uh, I I can't argue with that, I suppose. But anyway, this is both cats and pigs are mammals. And this is not a mammal. This is our very first insect. That's right. Because Uh, a spider is not an insect. It isn't. So here it is. Give us the taxonomical breakdown i'm going to be what is it oh you're going to be um general info uh-huh. not major facts okay <laughs> reporting for duty let's do this i am your commanding officer <laughs> deep cut reference <laughs> no it's not come on everybody loves major pain <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go kingdom animalia as that is a given even in season two class insecta Order. You missed mm. you missed something. You missed a phylum. It didn't have a phylum. I, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> it just you gonna lie about it. It just didn't have a phylum. I usually Do you want me to say it? I have it. Sure, what's the phylum? Arthropoda. Oh duh. <laughs> so it called that a clade. Is that another word for I don't know, what are you reading the the Scottish version? Yeah. Uh so clade Arthropoda. The class is Insecta. Yeah, and then the order is Hymenoptera. Does that seem right to you? Hymenoptera. Yeah, that'll do. That sounds more like Egyptian, like Imhotep. Uh, family Formicidae. Formicidae. Yeah, it's probably a soft C. Yeah, Latin. And then genus, there's two. Yeah. Um, Ada, as in Ada boy. Yep. And Acromyrinex. Acromyrex. That's an M? That's what I got. Okay. Sounds good to me. And then there's a lot of different species. Yeah, loads. I didn't... We're pretty much going to be talking about all leafcutter ants, which spans two genuses. Yeah. One of... But for a species, you have Columbica. That's one of the common ones. So you have Atta Columbica. I like that. (laughs) I like that word. That's a lot easier to say than some of the other ones we've had to say. 
You ready for some uh, general info? Yes. Hit me with the general info. Also, I didn't do any general info research. So I know very little about these ants other than their leaf-cutting abilities. Um, that's a big part of it. But <laughs> let's talk about where they live. They live in South, Central, and North America in arid regions. So they're super stoked about deserts, and they've developed some interesting ways to survive in the desert. Um what do they look like? They look different, turns out. Than so, other ants? No, they look pretty much the same as other ants, like what you'd expect as an ant. But in terms of each other, they have something called polymorphism, which is when members of the same species have different physical characteristics. So in a basic, on a basic level, that's like um, jaguars. You can have, or rather, yeah, jaguars. You can have the light-colored ones that look like, you know... Your typical. Leopards and stuff like that. And you can have black, what people call black panthers, which are actually leopards or jaguars. jaguars. Yeah. So it's basically like two different, two members of the same species that look different. So basically humans have quite a bit of polymorphism. Right. But not, not to the level of these guys because they'll vary like completely different in size. Some have wings, some don't. So, like, there's no there's no human out there that has, like, other appendages, you know? There are, but it's not normal. It's not good. Unless, it, I mean, it, it, it could it, be good. It could be good. It could be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that some of the ants were really small. They looked like regular ants. And mm-hmm. some of them looked just like behemoth ants. That's a great segue into a brand new segment we're debuting called <laughs> Measure Up. Here on Life, Death, and Taxonomy, <laughs> where we talk about sizes and put them into relatable terms. Okay, so the queen. Uh, the queen ant, as you know, is the most revered ant in the ant hill. Uh, as she should be. She deserves that respect. She, yeah, and she's typically large, the largest of the ants in a colony. So she can be up to 30 millimeters or... Three-fifths of a golf tee. Or one-twenty-fifths as tall as Vern Troyer, the actor who plays Mini-Me in Austin Powers. One-twenty-fifths as tall? So if you stack 25 queen leafcutter ants... 25 times smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Then Vern Troyer, whatever his name is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So 25 stacked lengthwise would reach the top of Vern Troyer. That... I don't know how much that says about Vern Troyer or this ant. <laughs> Basically, well, Both. if you think about the golf tee thing, that's a pretty decently sized ant. Yeah. It's three-fifths, so. So it's most of a. Most of a golf most tee. Most of a golf tee. That's pretty darn big. It's like a decently sized cockroach. Yeah. So <laughs> workers are 12 millimeters or as long as 100 sheets of paper are thick. As long as 100 sheets of paper are thick. Man, this new segment is confusing. (laughs) (laughs) These are relatable terms. So if you take 100 sheets of paper and you stack them, the thickness will be the length of a worker ant. Got it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've never... Well, I guess I'm thinking of a book (laughs) when it comes to stacked pieces of paper. Well, if it helps you, I have another comparison. So if you stack them on top of each other lengthwise... 115 would reach the top of Danny DeVito. Soldier ant? The big one? <laughs> the worker ant. Oh, the worker ant is a small one. Yeah. Okay. 
115. <laughs> but Danny DeVito's a little guy, too. <laughs> he's no Vern Troyer. No, he's not. Um, I mean, you seen the Lorax? He's so small. <laughs> <laughs> he became the Lorax. He's a method actor. Isn't Danny DeVito also the satyr in Hercules? Phil? Yeah, he is. And he, <laughs> it kind of looks like him, too. <laughs> Don't tell Danny DeVito that. I mean, if you're I listening, like that's Danny, a fine compliment. Dan, Dan the man, if you're listening... Don't, don't hold that against us. Okay. So, more cool stuff. Okay. They can carry 20 times their body weight. Um, if humans could do that, they could carry a car or two and a half cows. I got 600 pounds. That seems like a lot less than what you're talking about. It's a 20 times the body weight. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a, 600 pounds is a lot less than 20 times my body weight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Somewhere between 600 pounds and what is that? 20 times my body weight would be 4,000 pounds. Yeah, so there you go. That's well, that's all. Wow, that's m- several cars. Well, I'm sure it can vary too because there's a billion different species we're talking about here. So they're stronger than dolphins pro- and whales. Pro- proportionally than Spider-Man primates. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they can form. They form the largest animal societies <laughs> on the planet, uh, not including people. Um, cause have you seen New York? That's a lot. Um, and that can mean nests of 90 feet across, 98 feet actually, Ugh. or 30 me- meters. Can you imagine seeing a nest of ants that was 90 feet? Oh my gosh. Ugh. That would be so gross. If you took two of those nests and stacked them on top of each other <laughs> and tilted it a little bit, it'd be as tall as the Leaning Tower of Pizza. It's only 200 feet tall? Yeah, it's not that tall. I've never seen it, but it seems like it'd be a lot taller. But I guess it's 20 stories. Do you know how many ants can live inside this half of a Leaning Tower of Pisa-sized underground ant colony? 10 million. Less, actually. Really? Well, maybe 10 if they're pushing it, but 8 million is what I, the okay. number I found. Nice guess. That's <laughs> almost exactly right. So Only 2 million off. I feel like more ants would be able to fit in the leading tower of Pisa than 8 million. just seems like it's... Oh, yeah. Number. I mean, it's just the shape is different. <laughs> so it's not... It's underground tunnels. It's not... Okay, yeah. They're not filling up ever, all of the available space. Right. <laughs> with ants. <laughs> um, is this leafcutter ants in particular or ants? Leafcutter ants, right? These are leafcutter ants. Um, so ants with wings... Leave the nest um, and engage in what is called nuptial flight or thousands of tiny air weddings is how I like to refer to it as. That sounds kinky. Um, Yeah, it's not exactly weddings, if you know what I mean, adults. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) The ants get married first. Remember that, kids. It's called nuptial flight. Yeah, there's also nuptial cannibalism. Is that what, like, black widows do? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So once a female collects uh, 300 million sperm from multiple males, they'll land, ditch their wings, and look for a new location for a new colony. Huh. I wonder why they have to ditch the wings. Maybe that helps them fit into the colony better, literally. Maybe they don't have to, you know, they they don't need them, so they get rid of them. Sometimes animals will get rid of things to 
not have to metabolize as much to, you know, like not have to, I don't know if it works like that and on that small of a level, but all right, here's some real quickly, some colony hierarchy. So the smallest workers are called minims. Minims? Uh, minims. Yeah. M-I-N-I-M-S. Okay. Miners are slightly larger and they're also workers. Midie, Midie, Midia, M-E-D-I-A-E. Tyler Perry. Yeah. They're foragers and they bring leaf fragments back to the nest and you'll talk about why that's important. Um, And then majors are the largest worker ants and they act as soldiers and defend the nest from intruders. Yeah, the, I've seen the regular worker ants, well, the I guess the minims or whatever you're talking about, and the majors together right. is like these are these can't be the same ants. Yeah, no, they they are the same ant. Again, that's called polymorphism. Remember mm-hmm. that? It'll be on the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> but is that all the? That's all the general info, just in time for you to pick it up with major facts. Major facts. Let's hear it. All right. Cool part about the leafcutter ant is that it's a farmer. You had your ant farm when you were a kid. And guess who else is farming? Those ants. (laughs) Not those ants. You probably had like sugar ants or something like that. You can keep um, leafcutter ants, ants, but it's more technical to keep them than sugar ants because of their complexities, which you're about to go into. Right. These guys don't eat sugar. Nope. In fact, they can't digest a whole lot. Oh, really? Yeah. This is this is why... Uh, they got weak stomachs. Yeah. They can pretty much... It, it, this is part of this ant-fungus mutualism. So mutualism is like symbiosis where it's not that the two species benefit from each other. is that they depend on each other. So mm-hmm. the, the leafcutter ants cut leaves. That's what they do. It's their shtick. Right. Um, and... You might think like, oh, they're going home to to eat those leaves, right? Or to build a house with them. Nope. (laughs) They're going home to spit and poop on them. I mean, don't. What do you do when you take leaves home? It's because I've run out of toilet paper. (laughs) So So, I have a lot in common with these leaves. Um, As a Boy Scout, I sympathize. (laughs) So these ants will swarm up a tree. They'll pick. Usually, like one tree, and just attack that one tree. It's it not to be that tree. They're, they're like humans; they are not big on sustainable agricultural techniques. <laughs> oh well, kind of, yeah, I guess. They, no, they'll strip a tree bare okay. and then move on to the next tree. I they're, would hate to be that tree bear. <laughs> Being naked in the woods. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll strip a tree completely bare of its leaves. Uh huh. <laughs> Like they can they can strip a full grown eucalyptus, which is the largest flowering plant in the world, in one night. Wow! And I looked this up. Eucalyptus definitely grow in Mesoamerica. Really? Wow! Although they're you're, they're usually associated with Australia because they're all over the place, but they're also common in Central and North America and South. So there are two hundred species of ants that cultivate fungus. Mm-hmm. So they'll take these. They'll, they'll strip the tree of its leaves. They'll break the leaves into sections. They have like these very particular sharp mandibles, mouth parts right. that will, you know, cut it like scissors. They'll take this giant leaf, sometimes probably what, what were we saying? Like 20 four, times, 20 times their, their weight and, um, bring it on down to the price is right. 
to, to the hive. Uh-huh. And they'll they'll break it up into smaller sections. They'll clean it. They'll um, dice it up. They'll spit all over it. Right. And uh, they'll poop on it a little bit. Well, sure. Who doesn't? <laughs> and um, that kind of like composts the leaves and creates this perfect food for fungus. Mm-hmm. And fungus releases spores. That's how it gets from place to place. And so they'll take these spores and they'll spread it over their compost um, from other, like it started before. And then they, they take the spores from the existing uh, fungus further down in the hive and bring it up to the top where the compost is and spread it over there. Mm-hmm. And then the mold will grow. And the mold, or sorry, not the mold, the, the fungus. And the fungus has these little pods called gongilidia. Sure. The first time I saw it, it was Gongolidia, but then I saw that there was a Y in it. It's a second Y, so it's Gongolidia. <laughs> um, and they eat these. It's it's rich in nutrients. And we were talking about earlier that the queen would go and take a, a, a nuptial vacation. A new queen. Uh, yeah, to start a new hive. Mm-hmm. She'll take some of these spores with her and the gang Gongolidia to start a new colony of fungus. So she packs a snack for her nuptial flight. She, and later she packs seeds. Colonization. She packs like yeah, seeds from her voyage so that she can plant in the new world. Right. So the interesting thing about this fungus is that it doesn't grow in the wild. Almost all fungus grows on dead things. But mm-hmm. these leaves are still living when the fungus feeds on them. So it's the only fungus well there there's a, a variety of different fungi that um that are cultivated by ants and some ants just do the bare minimum which is bring dead things leaves in and just leave them there and then the the um the fungus will grow um but other ants have like it's called high agricultural techniques and they'll do what i was talking about breaking them up spitting on them crop rotation yeah (laughs) irrigation (laughs) Uh, except for those last two things aren't true So they, they feed on the sap a little bit of the leaves for, like, short energy boost because it's a long trip to the top of a tree and back. Um, but mostly they actually need to eat the leaves. That's what they eat. But they're incapable of digesting the, the nutrients in the leaves without the help of the fungus. Mm-hmm. So the fungus has these enzymes that digest the leaves as they're composting, and they turn that those nutrients into their uh, gonglidia, Gongilidia, and the ants eat those, which they can digest. This is a more technical, like, way of eating than veganism, I'd say. Even more technical. (laughs) There is nothing more technical than veganism. (laughs) Not even electrical mechanics. (laughs) (laughs) So, to protect the fungus Mm -hmm. from um, other animals that would like to eat, not just the gongilidia, but also the fungus itself... Because remember, the ants aren't actually eating the fungus. Right. Sometimes, if you look at their hive, it's actually mostly just fungus. It's just this white, fuzzy hive, mm-hmm. um, and they crawl over it and they have they bury burrow their holes into it. But they don't actually eat the fungus. They just eat like it's fruit essentially. Mm-hmm. But there are other bugs that would like to eat the actual fungus. Kind of like truffles. Truffles are something sure. that grows on a mushroom. Oh, okay. And then the pigs. Or on a fungus. Yeah, and the pigs find it. I learned that from varmints. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to varmints. So the ants are 
notorious for attacking absolutely anything that comes near their nest. So it's really beneficial to the fungus to ha to like play host to these ants because like they'll just swarm and kill whatever comes nearby and they won't eat it because they can only eat the the gonglidia of this um of the fungus and also there are parasites and microbes that that pose a threat to the fungus and a the ants carry bacteria that secrete antibiotics to kill the parasites so they're like using pesticides on their farm did you get the uh name of that special bacteria i sure didn't well i did it's called Actinomyces, myces, actinomyces. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see it. It looks like uh, like it's on their throat or like what's the middle? The thorax. thorax? Yeah. Yeah. Head, it thorax, like, and abdomen. It looks like two little white tablets of the Ten Commandments. So like the <laughs> flat bottom with the arch, like how you'd imagine a tablet would be. Yep. That's Not what a, it looks like. Two mm. of them. And then the queen brings that to another. <laughs> no, that's just a, it's just the the bacteria. But it's like white, isn't it? You said. Yeah, it looks kind of like white or shimmery, perhaps. Yeah. So it's crazy that they're they pesticide. I don't think they do it on purpose. I think it's just part of their like adaptation to keep the fungus alive. Yeah, I don't think they really do any of this on purpose, except for no. Except yeah, no, it's they, all they, instinct. <laughs> well, instinct is on purpose, I guess. I suppose. They don't go and get the bacteria. We don't though. have to talk about the philosophy of ants. <laughs> well, the, the fungus is all part of this. Um, most of it is part of the Lepiotaceae family. There's an E-A-E -E at the end of that word. So Great. E-A-E. E-I-E-I-O. Farmers. <laughs> <laughs> so since we have a couple more minutes, I'm all, I also want to talk about a, like a slightly different ant species that does something similar, but instead of cutting leaves, they cultivate um, aphids. So, I know what those are. Do you? They're like insects. Yeah, they're, they're tiny insects. They, they, they live on the bottom of leaves. Yeah, mostly. And uh, ladybugs eat them, if you have them in your... Unless they're being protected by ants. Uh-oh, here we go. So <laughs> ladybugs <laughs> are the wolves here. Uh -huh. Aphids are the sheep. The, the the ant is the benevolent farmer. So these aphids... Farmer Hackett. <laughs> is that a babe reference? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the aphids secrete this sugary dew called honeydew. It's not, hey. it's not just a fruit. It's, a, it's actually a, a liquid that these aphids secrete. It has like um, glucose, I think sucrose, and like some trisaccharides, like more complex sugars. And the ants feed off this. So they don't have to kill the aphids to get this. They actually just stroke the aphids with their antenna. Like kind of coax it out. Kind of like milking a cow? Kind of like milking a cow. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and then they drink the honeydew and then they, they, they keep the aphids safe um, from uh, ladybugs and grasshoppers and whatever else would like to eat them. Um, but they also produce chemicals. The ants produce chemicals that keep the aphids sedated, stunt their growth, and they'll also, if they, the aphids grow wings, they'll manually remove the wings. GMOs? Yeah. They have <laughs> GMOs. <laughs> to make their aphids bigger, producing more honeydew. They want to streamline the workflow. They want to <laughs> increase production. This is mind-blowing. 
Yeah, so when sometimes you'll see on like it, it's pretty gross. Like I hate clusters of things. That I think it's disgusting. Oh, that's, so this is specific, like phobia. There's a, I forgot what the name of the. Pho- it's a, it's not a phobia. I'm not phobically afraid of them. I just think like wow, that's abnormally gross. Like <laughs> like fish eggs. Grapes are okay, but fish and frog eggs are are nasty. Yeah, grapes are great. Um, <laughs> grapes are okay. Um. So, like, you, you'll see the underside of a leaf, and you'll see all of these aphids attached to it, and then just all these, like, ants clustered over them. And, yeah, they're they're cowboys. Actual cowboys. That's insane. No, they're not cowboys. They're aphid boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, that's the leaf cutter ant. Yeah. Um, I, that, that was a tough one for me. I was trying to, like, explain it in the way, like, from the tops of the trees down to the bottom, but, like, the storytelling kind of got lost <laughs> in, like, the facts of it. But I hope that you, the listener, now know a little bit of something about uh, nature's agriculture. You know, a per, uh, an ant taking a small portion of their family's wealth in fungus to become a queen of, a, of this other area... It's kind of like um, somebody taking a million dollars from their dad and becoming president. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to take this small uh, gongolity alone <laughs> and turn it into an empire. <laughs> All right, that's it. Well, that's the leaf cutter ant, and um, whether you are eating your leaves or pooping on them, it's just leaf death and taxonomy. <laughs> Oh boy. That was the worst episode ever. (laughs) I think it was pretty funny. Leafcutter Ants Cut Leaves, but podcast listeners, Leaf Reviews. Oh, that was awful. But seriously, subscribing and writing a review is really important. (sighs) What? I'm just trying to be a fun guy. You have to stop. I'll stop when the listener is subscribed. You're kind of being a Tyrant. That was fantastic. All right, enough. It was elegant. All right, I'm out of here. Subscribe and leave a review. What, you don't like my antics? 